She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Welcome to episode one of She Loves Herself, the podcast. I am so buzzing, not only about episode one of my very own podcast, but the guest that I have on for episode one. It's none other than the very beautiful Rachel Stevens. So Rachel and I had such a great conversation. We really talked about vulnerability and how we, particularly as parents, hold so much guilt about everything that we do. We talked about our feelings. We talked about how we suppress our emotions, how we compare ourselves to others. And it was really refreshing to speak to Rachel. I felt like I was speaking to a friend. It's great to hear from someone like Rachel who's been in the public eye for such a long time. She was in the pop band S Club 7. She had a great solo career. She was in Strictly. You know, she is, she's been in the public eye a long time and faced a lot. And it was so great to hear her story. And she was open, she was honest, she was vulnerable, and she was everything that this podcast represents. So let's dive in and hear from Rachel. She loves herself with Jill Ritchie. I love the title of your podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's important, isn't it? I mean, what does she love herself bring up for you when I say that? Um, I just think we are so conditioned aren't we to um not put ourselves first in a way and um um not love ourselves mm. fundamentally you know with this i think we, we so we think about what's outward a lot and what people look like and that you know we live in a world that's quite judgmental and as kids we're like little sponges and we pick up so much stuff don't we um that comes from outward instead of being brought up to believe in what is inside that matters absolutely and my dog's obviously agreeing with everything that you're saying rachel because little ziggy's going absolutely crazy right now (laughs) but he's obviously agreeing with what you're saying and i love that and i think that you're so right when you say that we very much focus on external things what's going on out with looking to if I just have this then I'll feel better if I just look like this person then I'll feel good about myself and every time we do that as a person we are confirming to ourselves that we're not good enough as we are yeah I think we're so used to aren't we I mean as human beings we feel so much I think we go through waves of emotions in a day Mm. um and we're so used to i think just pushing them down to get through a day you know it's like at the school gate you know how are you i'm fine you just kind of naturally just because it's very difficult to go well you know what actually i really you know there's not time in the day or sometimes you don't feel like there's there's people have the time to Mm. you know to to listen and um so yeah I think it's it's a, it's a tricky one definitely it is and I get what you're saying there when you're when someone asks you how are you you're you're like I'm fine and the thing is who actually wants to be fine you want to be amazing but again even if you are feeling amazing a lot of people don't go oh I'm amazing exactly it's <laughs> like oh who do you think you are yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So we're just kind of, I think you get used to in life suppressing quite a, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely suppressing the emotions. And I, yeah. I see this all the time that so many of us suppress so many emotions, actually good ones as well. When we're, there's something to celebrate, we don't want to celebrate it too much because we don't want people thinking we're full of ourselves. Yeah. Or you're showing off or exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So I would love to dive into this with you because you've had such a, what would appear to be, right, an amazing career, okay? So I want to take you back to when you started your career, okay? What was that like for you being at school and 
you know, exploding the acting world, the singing world, you know, did you feel that you could confidently say that as a child that you wanted to do, wanted to go down that route in that career? Well, the thing is, I mean, I, I never went to drama school. So I, I mean, I always had that thing as a, when I say always, but I was always singing into my hairbrush. I loved music. I loved doing shows and um, all of those things that little girls and boys love to do. But I didn't go to stage school. I didn't audition as a child. I didn't do any of that thing or grow up in that world. Um, I remember going to a Kylie concert and I remember looking on the stage. I was a massive fan of Kylie. Mm. Oh my God. I remember saying to my mum, that is what I want to do one day. That is what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually always thought I was going to get into fashion. That's kind of, I went, I left school, went to fashion college, um, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in fashion, but I always thought that was going to be my career path. And then I was randomly, um, at lunch at Sony Records my brother used to work in the canteen and I was so broke at the time I had no money so I used to go in for a free lunch and I was sitting there having lunch and I got approached by um two guys who were producers and they asked me if I could sing and I was like yeah um and they were like come in the studio and it kind of to cut a long story short rolled on from there and I found myself being invited to be in this band Wow. Um, so I kind of found myself in this world with no training, really, um, no dance training, no singing training, nothing. And the crazy kind of journey into the pop world kind of started from yeah. there. Mm. And was that then when you started with S Club 7? I actually started recording for something else, like a, a solo, um, a solo, a solo artist that these producers had in, had in their mind mm-hmm. and I kind of fitted the bill and then I got invited to meet um, Simon Fuller he was having a big party so Simon Fuller was our manager mm-hmm. and he was this big kind of guru character um, I knew that he was manager of the Spice Girls um, but that's all I knew and I went and I met him there was loads of people um, at this party and we had a little chats and then two weeks later I got a call um, I was on the couch with Flu, I was off school, and he was like, do you want to be in this band? How was that for you, being thrown into that then? Did you feel that there was any backlash, any jealousy, any negativity at that point? Um, it was a real mixture. I mean, it was quite a process. We started, um, it took quite a while before we were sort of, in the public, we were recording an album, we were kind of all getting to know each other. Um, and we were sort of spending a lot of weekends, yeah, recording out in Sheffield. And um, so we had quite, and then we went off to Miami um, once we'd recorded the album to film the TV show. So it was a mixture. I mean, it was incredibly exciting. It was also um, incredibly nerve wracking. I mean, I was, I remember feeling quite, I think I was quite homely. I was, I was, I'd never traveled really before. And we would, you know, I was off to going off to Miami and, um, and I, I remember feeling really nervous about that. And I used to suffer a lot with anxiety actually, when I was I, actually, since I've been quite, since probably about eight, nine. Um, so I've always been a worrier. I've always been an overthinker. I think, um, so, yeah, I mean, it held lots of different uh, emotions, ex- excitement um, and fear at the same time. You know, it was, it was a crazy experience. And at the same time, I, not long before that, my parents split. We, we lost our home that I'd grown up in. Um, and we were living in this, uh, in a rental house. So I'd gone from a world of everything that I knew, my family, my home and there was a lot of change at that time. So it was kind of amazing in a way that it was an escape um, to something really positive and exciting and amazing. But at the same time, I also really pushed down a lot of yeah. emotion, things that were going on, a lot of pain that was going on at the time to put on the smiles. And it was, it was 
you know, obviously when you're in something like S Club, which is targeted at a very young audience, it's all happy and smiley and everyone's seeing the final glossy product. And, you know, there'd be times when I'd be crying because I had a massive argument with my boyfriend and then we'd go on to, um, what was it, SMTV and be like, you know, everything's, you know, it's just, so it has a lot of different emotions. Gosh, completely. And I think back then, I mean, there's a lot more support and and things around now and self-care and um, work that, that, that you can do. But I guess back then it perhaps wasn't encouraged as much. And I know, you know, wearing those masks and putting on that smile when inside you're just like wanting to run away and cry, which is the most natural emotion, especially if you're feeling lonely or overwhelmed. And you mentioned about suppressing a lot of these emotions. Um, was there anyone that you felt that you could open up to or did you feel that you just kept pushing it down and pushing it down and, and almost like plumbing through it? Um, I, I, me and Joe actually in the band were like besties. We, we were really close. So we kind of, um, we, we were really like together. So anytime we were having a wobble or we, we had each other um, and everyone was lovely. I mean, we were like brothers and sisters. We spent so much time with each other. Um, but I think as a person, I've always, I've grown up in a family, like you said before, I think the generation before us was, didn't really talk about, or not to generalize, but you didn't really talk about your feelings or, you know, you wouldn't go to therapy, you wouldn't, you know, all these things that we, the access we have to all of this self-care, like you were saying, is, is so incredible. Um, and the huge, um, you know, mental health is such a huge, important thing now, but back in the day, it wasn't. No. Um, I grew up not really, um, like I'm sure loads of other children did, just being seen and not heard. It was kind of that thing, I think. Um, and I had a, lo a lovely, a lot of fun growing up and, and a really lovely child in, in a lot of ways, but childhood in a lot of ways, but didn't really talk about my feelings or my opinions or my thoughts on things or which to me now having my girls is I want to hear from them. I want to know what's what they love and what they're passionate about and what, you know, their opinions are on things because I want them to know that what is inside is look, we all want to look great and mm. do our hair and feel great. Cause that's part of feeling being a woman and feeling confident and, but, actually it's more about who you are as a person and I just want to inspire that in my girls oh my god you're totally speaking my language and I felt that emotion even as you were speaking no because it really does like my whole body tingled I was like oh god I could feel it and we're as a mum I honestly I always feel like I was parented so well by my mum and I, we never want to say anything bad about our parents because their generation was different and they did what they thought was right at the time. But there's definitely an element of sweep it under the carpet. Don't cry. Don't be a baby. Why are you crying? You know, and it's even when you see a child falling now. And I remember before I did this work, so my children are six and nine. And the oldest, oh my God. <laughs> And the oldest one, when, when he f fell over before, I would say, right, come on up, you get Jude. Come on, don't cry. You're okay. Like, dust him down and get him back up. And now I'm like, oh, it, it still gets to me that I actually even did that because he's hurt himself. If he's in pain. If he wants to cry, let him cry. Like, yeah, it's, but it's like we want to go, don't, don't cry, don't cry, you know, be brave. We, we want... We don't want to see them hurt or upset or we, we go into that such protection mode, don't we, as parents? Mm. And that really resonated with me, what you said about we never want to, we don't want to speak badly about our parents. But it's interesting when you become a parent, you kind of realize how, how hard it is to show your kids your feelings sometimes, you know, that but how important it is to show them that you cry, that you make mistakes, that, and, and 
help them understand that. I think that's a really hard thing in parenting. If because I know that I've, I mean, it's been a really long journey for me to to find a way to express how I feel. So when you have, when you're a parent, trying to, if you struggle with that, to try and help your children do that is 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 really hard and it's it's hard anyway so I think parenting is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world yeah and I, I laugh because I see it's like the most rewarding job but also the most thankless job at times oh. isn't it <laughs> I think I was never put up with a shelf anyone in my anyone else no problem fish no. button Oh God, I know, but they're the only ones that could ever do it and you would put up with it from because that unconditional love. But it's almost to the point that we feel so bad for things. But when we talk and when you were talking and I was really tuning into the emotion that was coming through, when we talk about our our childhood and what you went through, and, and I know on the outside, everyone would have been like, Rachel Stevens, I mean, stunning, FHM, beautiful, got it all, my God, look at her, looks awesome, got it all, career, but we all have the same limiting beliefs, we all have the same shadows, the, the fears that, that can almost cripple us, and when you said about pushing those emotions down, you did that because you actually had it harder than a lot of people because you were in the public eye so you know and back then it was like you know there's a lot more you know almost regulation around stuff Uh, probably still not great but back then you know paparazzi in your face taking pictures things plastered all over about you some true some not but almost tapping into your you know your pain points and exposing everything about you. And that's so difficult to then, you know, it's hard enough not being in the public eye when people are trying to dig you out, but to, you know, we can then shut the door and cry or we can walk down the street and cry and no one's really going to see us. No one gives a shit. But if you're Rachel Stevens and you're in a massive solo career or pop band, you've got someone with a camera in your face and it's like, oh, break down this, that, the next thing. It's like, oh God, I can't even fully cry or express the most natural thing that I'm feeling right now. I've got to go on TV and smile. Yeah, no, it was, it was really like that. And yeah, I really, really struggled with it. And I, it it became harder and harder and harder because I don't know, it, it, yeah, like you said, it seemingly was this like, wow, it's amazing, I'm in this pop band and we're traveling the world and all of these amazing, amazing things. Um, but, and I didn't take, well, I mean, things happened so fast and we were really young and it was just like, it was just a roller coaster. We were just working, working, working. Um, but I always, I always felt very grateful for the, you know, you put in the work and you get, the rewards but in an emotional sense it was really really hard and you know like I said before I did I grew up kind of not talking about how I felt then I went in um I was going through a very traumatic time at home my you know with my parents separation and my I lost contact with my dad and my relationship with my dad broke down completely and it was just a really confusing Oh, it was just a really confusing time. It actually still feels quite blurry, the whole thing, even when I tried to talk about it. Yeah. Um, going into this crazy world where we were kind of, right, you're going to have people asking you questions. So we did have a little bit of, we were very protected, very managed within an inch of our life, really. Um, you know, you're going to have people asking questions and, you know, say this and be like this and... I kind of felt like I had to fit into this little box. You know, it was interesting what you said about how we're labelled and we are, aren't we? We're, we're labelled we grow up and we're in... I'm so really careful, and we all do it, but to try not to label my girls and say, you're a good girl and this is, you know, mm. um, because I think, I think it can be quite damaging. Oh, um, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, but yeah, I felt like I kind of... 
ended up over the years kind of just playing this role and um and not really sort of almost scared to, to speak in a way mm-hmm. and I kind of I actually th- I, I went through a phase of really not knowing who I was I was working all the time I was feeling all these things but not really allowing myself to feel them and and um yeah it was quite a crazy experience and it's taken me a long time post um s club my solo stuff strictly all these experiences i've had to really work on myself and try and put all the pieces back together because it was a very messy and even sometimes when i speak i feel like it's like oh there's so much that that needs maybe unpicked, isn't it? And I think, God, yeah. when, and I, I've said it like throughout our conversation, but I'm really tuning into what you're saying and I can feel it. And I think what happens when we're in on the hamster wheel, okay, whatever that looks like for, for the listeners, for, for everyone, it's individual. Um, it's a, it's a, an individual thing. But when you're on that hamster wheel and you're riding that wave, and it's even years and years, actually, it's not until you jump off and everything starts to slow down and settle down that when you mentioned that when you had your own children, it's like this big thing slaps you in the face and it's like, what actually happened to me? Mm. Where and am I? Yeah, what, what happened? And I think you, there's almost, you said post um you know, pop band post strictly. It's like, right, I'm going to just take that time and find who I am, like find myself. And when you you talked about the anxiety, that you were like an anxious sort of child and things like that. Again, it's, we don't process it. And it's not until sometimes we get to our age that we go, Oh God, why why do I feel this way? And I, you know, when we start to to peel back those layers and go deeper within ourselves, rather than being in our head, because we are conditioned to be in our head all the time, you know. And and again, it's that program of don't think with your heart; your heart will get broken. It doesn't know it's soft. Yeah. You know, keep your head in the game. Right. Yeah. But it's this that messes us up. It's the head that messes us up because. When we start to think, well, everything, I should be grateful right now, and I am, but why do I feel like there's something missing? Why do I feel like I'm not in alignment? There's something not quite right. And it's our body's way of saying, I need you to listen to me. There's a message here. And there's unprocessed or unfelt emotions. You haven't actually processed this. And you know, a lot of people really struggle to say, well, I want to go back and I actually want to unpick that thing that happened when I was six. And I want to unpick that thing that happened, you know, with my parents splitting up because it's huge for a child that. But again, it's like, well, you know, it just happens, get on with it. But it actually shapes the way you are. You learn at such a young age to suppress your emotions, to, you know, run away from situations, to mask things. And actually what happens is it just builds up and builds up and builds up and it can make us feel really ill and have those anxious feelings they always you know come back up to the surface because we're not dealing with them we're just pushing them down and they always come back yeah that's exactly and I think you know we all go through experiences traumatic experiences painful experiences wonderful you know through, through life um but I think the most fundamental thing is to be able to express it and talk about it I think that's the key and I think when you don't talk about things they fester and they stay in there and they just like you we were saying they just get layered and layered and layered and internalized and overthought and all of these things so it's yeah and and a lot of this is from when you're a child isn't it and it just Mm -hmm. It is, is. and I think the thing is, people think, well, you know, my childhood wasn't that traumatic, you know, there was kids that had awful childhood, so I shouldn't complain, but trauma is different for different people, you know, trauma for one person is, you know, a physical abuse, trauma for another person is, you know, waking up 
um, after a nightmare and no one come in or their parents split and you know everything's it's different but it's trauma still the state the same and it stays stuck in our energetic bodies and yeah. no matter how much we dress it up how much we pull in the external stuff how good we look whatever it is that we're doing this stuff inside it's this is the key things that need to be felt the emotions all the emotions need to be felt and actually when we do that we give it less power so yeah and I think really beat ourselves up for feeling bad or feeling sad or feeling angry angry is a, a big one isn't it that you can feel guilty for you know for these feelings and they're just feelings yeah. and waves and it's like no one's ever always happy no, no. one's always happy. you know they're just waves of feelings like babies you do you know you, mm-hmm. they're crying and they're giggling and then you know it's like and it's just you know the more connected we are with ourselves the more we know how to manage ourselves what we need to be the best people we can be I think that's just an ongoing um thing that we will strive for isn't it that we're all trying to to get to yeah. I think that's it it's like that trying to to get to it and what we think we need to do is search externally you know that better job more money yeah you know change my face yeah <laughs> lose weight whatever it is it's like actually no these things you know you need to work from the inside out and and people don't want to hear that they want to just go no no just like tell me what I need to buy yeah or who yeah. I need to speak to to fix my thing yeah you know, I need fixed, I'm broken. I'm like, you're not broken. The reason you feel like shit is because you're pushing a door that says pull. Yeah. You're constantly looking externally when you need to turn the volume down in that mind and switch off from what everyone else is doing and listen to your body. Ask your body what it needs. Yeah. And actually your body will answer you. Like your yeah. body, I was coaching someone last night in a group and she was saying, um, I'm really struggling. I, I emotionally eat. You know, if I'm happy, I eat. If I'm excited, I eat. If I'm sad, I eat. And I said to her, you know, it's a habit. It's a habit. Everything's a habit. And a great way to try and not eat when you don't need it is to interrupt the habitual response that your mind's having because it's just on loop right now to actually, if you're going into that fridge, to pause and ask yourself you know imagine that you're turning the volume down in your head and just ask your ask your heart like what what do you need right now ask your body what do you need and allow it to answer because it's not going to see a mars bar (laughs) (laughs) and it's just giving it that pause to ask to to interrupt the, the habitual response you're having it's the same with you know it becomes addictive social media becomes addictive we you know, we get on and we look at everyone else. What are they doing? How do they look? Yeah. Get this filter and do, 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 do. You know, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's so true. Just when you're feeling a bit rubbish, yeah, sometimes I'll jump on Instagram. And actually, I think it's the worst thing you can do when you're feeling mm. bad because we all do it, don't we? We all look at, oh my God, they look like they've got it. They look like they just, you know, um, but behind those carefully selected pictures and images is a real person with a real life and real struggles like everyone else but it it's yeah sometimes it's the worst thing to do and you're so right I I don't think well I definitely know I don't like just you know I know I drop the kids off at school and I'm just like go 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 and I'm like what am I trying to sometimes I'm like what am I trying to fit into you know my day that Sometimes I do that and I'm like, I need to take everything off my list and Mm. just need to stop. This episode is sponsored by Unearth Your Power. Unearth Your Power is an incredible 21 day online life transformation course that will focus on your past, present and future, allowing you to manifest your dream life. And of course, this course was created by myself and my amazing sister from another mister, Lynette Gray. Use our code SLH50 to get £50 off this incredible life-changing course. Do you practice any form of self-care yourself? 
Do you know what? If I'm being really honest, since since lockdown, I've kind of in lockdown, I did um, a couple of weeks of yoga, and I was getting up really early in the morning, and um, I was doing this amazing yoga with this girl called Boho Beautiful. Um, she's amazing. So if anyone's looking to get into yoga, she's so incredible. Um, and I got into you know a really nice pattern for a week or two, and then I was not sleeping very well and got out of the pattern. And then since then, haven't done any exercise. And yeah, the last sort of few weeks, I've been like, I really need to get myself back into exercise. Um, and really thinking about what it is that I need to do to take care of myself because my self-care has kind of mm. gone to yeah. the bottom pile and um, yeah, it's not good for anyone. And I, you know, that is such an important thing, isn't it? To look after yourself, give yourself what you need and then you're a better person for it. So I'm, yeah, I need to invest more time in that, definitely. And I love that you shared that authentically because you could have easily said, oh yeah, I meditate, I do this, I do that. And I love that you just said, actually, I'm not, I've not been doing it and I'm feeling it. And I think that's so important because we always hear the people that are crushing it, but we don't hear about the people that are saying, no, actually, do you know what? I'm not, and I'm yeah. not doing it, and I, I know, but it is, it's that habit, isn't it? We get into the habit of giving so much to everyone else, and then sometimes it just hits us, and we're like, something just doesn't feel quite right, and I don't know what it is, but I know it's just not feeling quite right. Sometimes I think it can feel quite overwhelming, the amount that you want to do or you can do. I think there's so much choice out there for us now, which is a wonderful thing, but it can sometimes be very overwhelming. And I think sometimes it's, and I keep saying it to myself and, um, you know, I'm going to get up in the morning, even if I just do 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, so I'm making a promise to myself now. I have to, because you know, we were talking this about this before, wasn't it? It's putting it out there saying it out loud I do need to get myself back in into it and it can just be to start with 10 minutes of yoga a walk for round the block or something that is is good for yourself yeah. and have to be oh my god I must go to the gym and do an hour's like running or 10k right you know I think it can just be those little things that make a difference to just get you back moving again I think lockdown's been um quite testing isn't it for quite testing that's underestimating it for a lot of people um so it's yeah getting back getting back into trying to get back into some kind of normality and, and life again you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah definitely and it has to start with you and it's prioritizing you and knowing that actually if I do this because I know when I give myself that time in the morning before the kids are up and, and all of that stuff, I feel so much better because I feel like I'm calmer. I don't react. Yeah. I don't get as, you know, attached to certain things. I don't get offended. Whereas right. if I get up late or if I'm rushing and I've not had that time for me first, I'm just like, Oh, the resentment kicks in. And again, it's a word. I'm just going to say it, but we don't want to say it, but we don't want to go, oh, I resent the fact I'm having to like, do all this stuff for my kids. It's not, it's not like that, but it's actually true because we can like, oh, I'm making dinner and I'm doing all this stuff and I feel this resentment in my, my stomach. I'm like, I feel angry because I'm not, I feel all over the place, but I'm yeah. always giving and that's, and it builds up over time. And the, what, what happens is the chatter in the mind starts to go, well, you know, you're a mum now, so you should be doing that. That's your job. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What are you moaning for? And it's like, oh, God, I'm a bad person because I'm thinking this. No one else thinks this. Everyone else seems to be crushing life. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And my God, I totally felt everything you just said. I know that feeling. It's, you know, you feel it's that feeling of chaos. If you're on the back foot slightly, you're up a little bit later. Um, for me, if I feel organized, that is the key for me. Mm. Organization, I think, especially as a parent, mm. because as soon as you get your kids, you're on, aren't you, with them, and you're kind of 
Oh, God, so it's, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. So, so important to give yourself, whether you're a parent or you're not, so that you can be fully there for, yeah. and be the best person you can be. Because otherwise, if you're not, I mean, until I was a parent, I never realized how much of my own space I need, my own time. You just- need it. You need it. And it's, you should never feel bad for that. Any mum that's listening to us or any, any dad, any parent. Like I speak to people, they always say that, you know, I've got like, and I'm like, do you know what? You need to own your morning. That's the biggest thing I see. Like there's an amazing book, Rachel. I don't know if you've ever read it called The Miracle Morning. Oh no. It's by a guy called Talia Rhodes. The first book I ever read in self-care was The Secret. The second book was The Miracle Morning. And it was all about um, owning your morning and having these morning rituals. So I always got up and I would go to the gym in the morning. So I got my alarm set even earlier. And, you know, it's not, not for everyone, but if you want to feel the best that you can feel, then you want to unpick those layers and let go of any, any shit that you're carrying, even from childhood, giving yourself those morning rituals. And it's like meditation. So it's like 10 minutes of meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, and journaling. So yeah. it's like five things that you do in the morning and you do it for like 21 days. Um, and it's just, it starts to create a new habit, new behaviors, and it just makes you feel like you're prioritizing you. You have yeah. to feel like you're important as a person because you know, it's it just, it's not enjoyable to give to everyone and not give to yourself. You, you don't feel good, you have low self-worth, and then the lack of self-esteem and belief and confidence as well. Confidence is a huge thing, you know? Yeah, massive, massive. And um, yeah, I, t- I, totally, I totally agree with you. And, and it is sometimes I think it's easy to fall to the bottom of the, you know, when you're... Uh, I keep going back to when you're a parent, but what, yeah, when you're a parent when, with anyone, you know, and... Yeah, to keep giving, giving, giving. I mean, it's wonderful to be able to give, but to be able to give, you need to be able to give yourself to be full enough to give to others. Yeah, I really- definitely. I would say I'm a much better parent now yeah. from it. And I, God, I love them just the same. I don't, I don't love them more because I do the work that I do. I just am more understanding. I, I don't, I, I'm not the kind of, I don't feel guilty as much, you know, like I would always feel bad. Whereas now I'm like, I don't feel bad. Like, okay, I still shouted, get your shoes on for the 20th time. And I felt raging, but actually I forgive myself so much quicker. Whereas before I would be like, what's wrong with you? You're so bad. Like, oh. (laughs) Do those things and just go, actually, yes, I, it's okay to feel those things and do those things. I actually had that this morning and I didn't beat myself up as much as I, perhaps usually would. I was like, right, come and get in the night. We had a laugh about it afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. They, I think they, kids are so smart as well, aren't they? They're oh. so, they're so emotionally smart. I think sometimes more than us because they're so, their emotions are so raw and they're like so much more in the moment. I think. Yeah. Than, they don't have the programs quite yet. Right. No. And that's the, the, the thing. We had them, like the programs like you, you mentioned about your mum and dad and the separation and you just go through those motions a bit, but don't really feel it because it's, again, going back to the children should be seen and not heard and talk about that stuff. But actually, it, if you don't talk about it, it affects you in later life. You, you do things differently. You behave a certain way. You react a certain way. You can close off to people, you can push people away, you can, you know, lots of different things come and people will say, I I don't know why I'm like this or why I feel like that. And almost always it comes back to how you were programmed. Yeah, totally. And it's such a, it's such a reflex, isn't it? Those things where you, because I, I'm really trying, one of my real learnings is to not retreat because when I go into my protection mode, I isolate and I retreat and, and I'm so aware of that now. And I, th- I think that's one of the big steps isn't it just being aware of it because you're not just going to overnight just suddenly stop doing that. It's such a reflex. It's like it's something you've built up over years, your protection mode to, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Your nervous system's triggered and you just have a habitual response. 
Yeah, totally. You know, this thing happens, you're like, oh, this is what I do. And we yeah. start to play this role and this character and this, oh, this is who I am, you know. Um, I protect myself and we all want to protect ourselves, but sometimes in doing that, we are just... We're so scared to go in and feel those emotions because we don't know what's going to come up. And I don't want to talk about my past. It's in the past. But to really move forward and live abundantly and feel completely free, we need to you know, just go in and shine light on that shadow part of ourselves. Yeah. Everyone's got them. And there's no shame, but we hold shame. And we're like, I don't want to feel that shame. I'm scared. And I always say to people, it can't hurt you. It's just, it's a trapped emotion in your body. You've not fully experienced it. You've felt it as a child. You've pushed it down and it's just stuck. So actually when you go in and you just breathe into it and shine light on that part of yourself, that shadow, you can actually see it for what it is. Oh, okay, this is this thing. And it can't hurt me anymore. I'm just going to let it go. And when you let it go, it's like actually just saying, I'm letting this go now. It just dissolves it. It's so powerful. We're always looking for medicine. Oh, there's this pain, you know, this trauma. And I, I need to get medication for this. Actually medication. And again, I, I say this all the time. I'm not a medical doctor, but you're not actually getting to the root of why you're feeling the way you're feeling and actually, it's not as bad as you think when you go in there and journaling such an amazing, you know, tool for this. So anyone listening, like journaling around and asking yourself a question because you've got the answers. You know, a great coach can help you, but you've got the answers if you can sit quietly and take a few breaths and ask yourself, where does this come from? If you sit, the answer will come. Yeah. And it's and it can get emotional that people will... will will we'll be speaking to me and they'll get really emotional. I don't know why I feel really emotional right now and this emotion's coming up and, oh God, I didn't think that bothered me. Well, I don't know why I'm crying. And I'm like, well, it's your body that's speaking to you. It's actually really beautiful because it's your body letting you know that it's ready to let go. Like, yeah. Just let it go. It's safe to let go. It can't hurt you now. It's, it's old stuff. Yeah. But you have to feel it. Yeah. Like, acknowledge Acknowledge it. Accept it and then... Yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah, I mean, I think I've loved how you've just been super open and honest and embraced that vulnerability of your past and emotions because it's so relatable. We've all had different things happen in our lives, but it's so important to say that what you see in someone, you, you're seeing a highlight. You don't know what's going on and behind okay. closed doors. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's one thing that I would say throughout my whole career, or for anybody who's in the public eye, you know, there's a perception of who that person is from little moments of what they've done on TV or, you know, what the finished article of something is or an interview that's, you know, and, you know, we're so... Multi, we're so layered and multifaceted and, and yeah, I think um, we're all bloody human and we all have the same feelings and emotions and like you said have all experienced the same stuff and and I think yeah the more it's not always easy but the more real and honest we can be the more the better it is for everyone yeah. we inspire others to do the same don't we yeah yeah people like vulnerability people don't like being vulnerable but they like when someone's vulnerable because they're like oh that makes me feel better yeah but <laughs> yeah. it is it's it's such a hard thing, isn't it, to allow um, yourself to be vulnerable. But it's, it's beautiful when you see other people, do, you know. I, I've always struggled with that throughout my whole life to just, oh, just to really sort of let go. And it is, it's when you see someone just being their truthful self, it's just, it's always beautiful. And you always see the person, you know, and it's... Yeah. It's actually not as scary once you once you do it. Well, I actually think that you've been amazing. Like, I think you've completely embraced vulnerability on this podcast, and I you feel know inspired listening. Oh well, likewise. Thank you. No, I I was nervous coming on today because I I this stuff I'm so passionate about all of this that we've been talking about mental health and and how it's about inside out and you know how we've all got a story to tell 
But for me, it's always been a struggle to talk about my stuff and to allow myself to be vulnerable. So I, it was so important for me to come and do this. And I mean, I think you're incredibly inspiring. So it's, it's so lovely to come and have this chat with you. And thank you for inviting me on and giving me the opportunity to, to do it because this is something that I'm striving to do more because I think the more you give of yourself, the more you can help others. Yeah. Risk is rewarded, right? It yeah. is. It really is. When you embrace vulnerability, it's so healing. Yeah. You're so scared to do it. It's like, I feel so scared because my programs say no. My, pre- my, my nervous system is in overdrive right now. But there's something in, in knowing that it's like, do you know what? Jump in the net will catch you and you will inspire so many people when you do because you cannot go wrong when yeah. you speak your truth, even if, it's, even if your voice shakes. Yeah. Speak your truth. Like, it's beautiful. And I have felt honestly so tuned in to you on this podcast and I'm so grateful that you've really embraced vulnerability and I'm, I'm honestly super grateful and um yeah I want to just ask you would you do anything differently if you could go back I would if I was sort of saying to my younger self I would just believe in myself more and believe in who I am as a person instead of believing that it's the outside that you know I had a lot of growing up it was a lot about how you looked and then I went into a band it was a lot about how I looked and a lot about how we looked and then you grow up as a man or a woman looking at and feeling like you should be a certain way and look a certain way and um so yeah as a growing up I would and this is like I said what I'm trying to instill in my girls is just to about who you are as a person and what makes you tick? What makes you passionate? What? Yeah. And yeah, how wonderful to like, I love fashion. I love getting dressed up. I love my hair and makeup being done and all of the girly mm. stuff. And I want to feel great. And I want yeah. to look at what's inside that is the most That's important. right. And it's doing it for you, Rachel. Like, so doing the, the glam and all that for you, not for anyone else to say, I like what I see right now. Yeah. You know, there's so much more than the physical. It's actually, God, what's inside? It only goes so far. And then it's just, you know, we're all so individual. And I think we all have so much to give. And it's just, you know, it goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, especially being in the public eye, I feel like if you, if you have a platform of any kind, how wonderful to be able to it's like what what you're doing you know to to give back to to manage to help others by speaking your truth and being honest and um yeah we've all got you know I don't know if I'm waffling now but we've all got stories stories to have yeah and I think it's important to hear your story because and I just I, I think that we always we're always learning and always growing and I just want anyone listening to this to know that you are not broken. You do not need fix. There's nothing wrong with you. If you feel a whole range of different emotions, they're normal. Yeah. What's not normal is labeling yourself and thinking that you're weird or there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. We are human beings. We all have every emotion at different points in our life. And actually it's about learning to feel those emotions. And when we feel them, we can let them go rather than suppressing them. Yeah. You're, people will say, I need fix. I need fix. I'm like, you don't need fix. You're not broken. You are perfectly whole. You just need to maybe tune into those emotions, identify where they came from. And if they're not serving you, let's look at ways that we can shift them out of your body and bring in the ones that you do want. And also, I think we've just got to be a lot more kinder to ourselves, you know, and gentle with ourselves. You know, yesterday I was having a day where I just felt like I was on fast forward and I felt, I just felt like I couldn't breathe properly. I was just like trying to climb a hill that I couldn't get to the top of and and there was a moment, and I, I'm really learning to do this more and more, is just to say, you know what, it doesn't, it's fine. It's okay to feel that way. And I might not have the answers today, but 
it's fine and it's okay. And it's just, you know, what we do for our kids and just say it's okay. You know, it's just re- giving out, it's okay to give ourselves a bit of reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> because we've got the inner child in us. We've all got that inner child. And would you ever speak to your child like that? Would you go, <laughs> oh, stop it. You know, you should have all the answers. No, you wouldn't. And it's like, it's okay. You're a human being. It's okay if you don't get that right or you don't know why you're you're feeling that way. Let go of that pressure that you put on yourself. Like we are the, it has to start with us being kinder to ourselves. And when we give ourselves space to do that, magic things happen like I didn't believe I could feel the way I feel now and I'm not perfect listen I still have my moments I can tell you (laughs) but it's cool I you know I'm like well whatever I'm I'm much more laid back than I used to be I used to be like quite oh this needs done and this all needs done and now I'm like so what I genuinely don't care and it's such a liberating feeling that's the thing we're all going to have our moments we're all going to have those things where we're like oh god I shouldn't have said that or why did I do that or we're gonna but it's just being able to go okay you know I'm human and I've so and then move on quicker instead of beating ourselves up for not being bloody super women that we think we should be and expect because that doesn't exist there's no one doing that, by the way. No matter what you see on social media, no one's doing it. You heard it from Rachel, right? You, probably people look at her and think, oh my God, I want to be like, oh, she's perfect. Look at this, look at that. And you're just, you're saying like, I'm actually real. I have yeah. these struggles too. I get emotional. I, I don't get it right all the time. And I worry about things. We all do. And if nothing else that you take from this episode, just take that. Take the fact that there's nothing wrong with you. Um, Stop thinking that there is because that is pressure in itself. Like learning to be kinder to yourself. It has to start with you and tuning into how you feel in the morning rather than inviting everything else in before you've had a chance to even think. You know, showing up for you in a morning, even if it's just for 20 minutes, you know, a walk or a cup of tea and just sit in silence and process how you feel. Yeah totally so that we can feel more in control and know what we need for the day absolutely absolutely oh my goodness I've just had the best chat with you I just want to say thank you so so much for coming on and speaking your truth and hopefully you just don't feel like oh my god you know oh it's been so lovely and I I, yeah, I hope that people can relate and feel better and, and it, yeah, I, it's, thank you. It's been really lovely. I've loved, it's been lovely. I love having a good old chit chat. It's nice, isn't it? So yeah. Keeping it good. real, sister. We're keeping it real. Yes. Oh, thank you so, so much, Rachel. Thank you.